Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Well, things aren't quite back to normal, are they? COVID is winding down, life is resuming, but we're different. Things have changed. We've changed. This gospel story that you just heard is about change amidst a return to normal. Peter and the disciples have gone back to fishing. They are trying to resume their old life. And this story functions as a kind of bookend uh, in the Gospels for an earlier story you may remember where Peter was first called to follow Jesus. And it's a kind of similar situation. Jesus is at a beach, you know, along the shore. He's teaching, and um, Peter has been out all night fishing and hadn't been able to catch anything. And in that situation, Jesus says, cast the net out again. And and there's this enormous abundance of fish. And then Jesus calls Peter to follow him. And Peter did. He'd spent three years following Jesus around, being his, his student, his apprentice, his disciple, learning Jesus's way. But when push came to shove and things got difficult and Jesus was arrested and tortured and crucified, Peter denied Jesus. Not once, but three times, three times. And so now he's given up on being a leader of the Jesus movement and returned to his old life as a fisherman. Well, Jesus is also changed after the resurrection. He's not normal. He looks different. People struggle to recognize him, right, in these resurrection stories. Mary Magdalene thinks he's the gardener. They're kind of trying to figure out, is this Jesus? But he shows up at this very place that he had originally called Peter from, a place of emptiness, a place of the morning after a long night of fruitless fishing, of futility, with no catch. Now again, keep in mind, this isn't recreational fishing here, right? Peter's a professional fisherman. No fish means no money, no food, in a time of widespread food insecurity. But again, we see Jesus providing this abundance. Cast your net onto the other side of the boat, he tells Peter, and there's this overflowing abundance, 153 fish. Peter is so overwhelmed, so overcome with this, that he jumps into the water and swims ashore. He doesn't even take the time to sort of, you know, row uh, ashore. And there's Jesus on the beach, making them breakfast, offering bread, feeding them, and asking a question of Peter three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Three reversals of Peter's three denials of Jesus. Three affirmations of Jesus' love for Peter. And three reiterations of the call to follow me. 
to care for my people, to feed my people, just as Jesus is feeding them after this long night there on the shore. Well, many of us have reconsidered our lives over the last couple of years. The old normal was obviously disrupted and called into question. And there be maybe parts of your life that have been sort of like those empty nets that in hindsight you see as fruitless or futile. Many of us have rethought work, thus the great resignation that's going on rethought our priorities, our commitments, how we spend our time, our resources, our life itself. Jesus joins us in just such a moment and feeds us in this meal we're about to share in the Eucharist, just like Jesus fed those disciples with breakfast on the beach. Notice this question that he asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? What might it mean to order our lives around the love of Jesus, which puts all other relationships, family, friends, work, politics, whatever it might be, in their place? Perhaps, like Peter, you're aware of the times that you've denied Jesus and his love. And it is precisely there that he shows up and is present with us, like on that beach. Jesus, having walked through the trauma of torture, arrest, injustice, crucifixion, even the grave, follow me. Follow me, he says, on the other side of loss, of struggle, of loneliness, of despair. Follow me into a different future. The resurrection future looks different. This Easter feels like something of a resurrection, doesn't it, after the long years of COVID? But it's different. And Jesus is saying to the disciples here, don't go back to what is dead. Don't go back to what is empty in your old life. Stop casting your net in places that yield little. Know my love and live out of it feeding others. Follow me. We're all figuring out what it means to move forward in this new season. What are we willing to walk away from? What are we willing to walk toward? Or even like Peter, jump in out of the boat and swim toward. What abundance might God be providing in our lives, even after a period of emptiness, of absence, and loss. There's a message in this text that I want you to hear really clearly. And that is that in Christ, your past need not define your future. In Christ, your past need not define your future. There is nothing that you have done that cannot be forgiven by Jesus. Like Jesus reversing those three denials by Peter. You may be here today carrying a heavy burden, unsure what's next for you, for your family, your relationships, your career. Jesus stands with us in that moment, like on that beach, inviting us in, 
feeding us after a long night of struggle, reminding us of his love. Follow me, he says. Follow me into a life centered in God's love and promises, where we don't need to justify ourselves through our accomplishments or earnings. Follow me into a life freed by God's forgiveness to break the cycles of enmity and grievance and retribution and hatred. Follow me into a community of unlike people, united not by political or social or economic or cultural tribe, but by God's unconditional grace. Follow me into a future where you're not alone, even through the long nights of struggle and suffering, toward a joy that comes in the morning. Well, for Peter and the other disciples, the adventure was just beginning on that beach. Their lives were reoriented toward serving others, toward following Jesus, just like Saul's life was reoriented on that Damascus road. Paul and Peter paid the ultimate cost of following Jesus with their lives, but they did so knowing that death was not the end. This morning, I invite you to bring whatever hungers you carry to this meal that we will be sharing. Let Jesus feed you. May you listen and discern what God is calling you to abandon and walk away from, and what God is calling you to embrace as you follow Jesus. Amen.